Hey, Storm Freaks, Phil here. Did you know that you've got thousands of hours worth of meteorology education for free right at your fingertips? We've got Savet Ross Lazarov of Comet's MetEd program right here in the studio to talk about it. A tropical cyclone begins that extratropical transition. There are so many points where people can get confused and say, oh, it's now an extratropical. It's no longer the full tropical storm. And so we've really worked hard with our clients and experts to figure out how to help people focus on the impacts and the fact that the impacts are going to remain similar. The storm, even though it's going through an extratropical transition, is not going to lose a lot of its punch. And we've also got our hashtag weather fools and wait until you hear what clip we found for potty mouth forecasts. Hey, it's all on episode 156 of the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Going green. Greenage. Saddle down. You got it, boss. Welcome to the most entertaining weather podcast. This is the award-winning Stormfront Freaks podcast. Hey, thanks to our Patreon members uh, that help support the show, including those that are joining us live tonight in the stream uh, or our VIPs that are in the green room. I just want you guys to know you can also join our team if you go to patreon.com slash stormfrontfreaks, and you can also be live in the chat or on the show with our guests for every episode. Hey, it is happy hour. Every single Thursday night we record. I look forward to this because it's actually the time I get to drink. Because uh, I don't, I don't, it's like with, you're like my drinking buddies because I really don't uh, drink a lot other than you this. You were but, priming. You were priming before we got Yeah, for uh, real. A little bit, a little bit. So, <laughs> so we're going to go around and we find out which of our co hosts are with us this evening. Uh, we also find out what they're drinking, let you know we like to have a, have a good time here on this weather podcast. So I'm going to start up with Dina Knightley, our meteorologist and weather producer for the Weather Channel. Dina, what are you drinking? Okay, so after a whole month of not drinking, I've got a nice glass of Merlot, <laughs> and boy, does it taste good. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I got wow. to give a little She's cheers because I got all what, the men What tonight. vintage, Dina? What vintage? It's just Merlot. It's uh, like a year old. Who knows? There you go. Well, that's great. That's the best kind of one. All right. <laughs> uh, then we got Mark Maz Massaro, our former on-camera meteorologist in Cincinnati. Maz, uh, what, do you, what do you got tonight? So my wife pulled out some Malibu rum and orange juice, and I go, what are you making? So I was like, oh, that, that's, I'm, I'm having that. It's pretty good tonight. So I was trying to think, is there a name for it? It's not a fuzzy navel because that's peach. That's peach schnapps, peach schnapps isn't it? Yes, yeah, Sex yeah, on the Beach know. has peach schnapps. Wow, your too, wife think, is right? also your bartender. Wow. Yeah. Good for you, wow. man. That's yeah. a good deal. Good for you. <laughs> I leave tips All right. And then uh, Brady Harris, our atmospheric science graduate, uh, Brady's not drugged up tonight, but he might be drinking. He's still toothless. Uh, what are you drinking tonight, Brady? <laughs> you know, I'm actually just having some iced tea because I still am on drugs. Not the ones that make you loopy, but the antibiotics. So I'm not supposed to be mixing any alcohol. Okay. Uh, those other ones were the good tonight. ones. You'd be yeah, more fun I know. if you were, though. I know. The ones I'm on, they're not the good ones. So no straws, too, right? Boring no old straws? me tonight. No, I don't know what that is. Oh, yeah, you no straws. Yeah, right. Yeah, no you straws. You don't know yeah. what that is. <laughs> He's, but he's got a bib for when he's when he's oh, dripping. Oh God, he's, yeah. he's covered. It's so bad. hey, I, I want to let our listeners know. Um, uh, one of our co-hosts that has been with us since episode twenty something, uh, Kim Cunningham, former on-camera meteorologist for the Weather Channel. Um, Kim ha- is moving on. Uh, she has, uh, you know, shared with us. She's got a lot of. Uh, she's got a big, literally moving on. She's moving houses for her family. They're buying a new house, uh, and and you know, she's she's been very busy uh, over the last few months as well. We we really haven't had a chance to see her much. We get graced by her presence uh, every so often, but uh, Kim is moving on. So so at least for the foreseeable future, uh, Kim is is no longer going to be with. The Stormfront Freaks podcast, and and uh, we were very sad, obviously, to hear that news, but we all had a great time with with Kim on the show, and and in honor of Kim, 
we we couldn't not cover the fact that you know one of one of the sweet things about Kim uh, was the fact that that uh, here's the thing right since COVID. <laughs> Everybody knows how to do the Zoom calls. Everybody now knows how to do the the virtual calls and share their screen, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Well, pre-COVID, it was still kind of a somewhat rare thing. It's not like everybody was using uh, Google Hangouts or, or StreamYard or Zoom or whatever it might. Not a lot of people were really using it at that point. And so one of the, the sweet things about Kim was it always seemed like she would struggle to figure out how to share her screen uh, <laughs> when we re- would record, and and uh, it, it was it was just always a, a fun thing that that we had with Cam and we'd tease her about. But uh, I I couldn't let this night go without <laughs> recognizing one of the greatest and most hilarious moments I would say even on the show in general. Yeah. But th- this is going back to like episode I think thirty two. It was or 33 is going way back. Uh, but but Kim, uh, it was a night, Dina, very similar tonight. Kim was on the show with a bunch of guys. <laughs> and we were covering our WX resources, right? Talking about some great weather resources to share with our listeners. And, and the part I'm not going to share with you was obviously her initially trying to share her screen. <laughs> which kind of set it up because we were like trying to walk her through on what to do and click this. And she's well, she finally was able to share her screen. Then the challenge became trying to unshare her screen. (laughs) And that's, that's when the fun ensued. That's when we started seeing, you know, everything on her screen, her, it was Halloween time and we're seeing skeletons and we're seeing everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, so in honor of Kim, uh, I am going to, uh, I'm going to have MJ uh, play this video. MJ, roll it. This book is called Supercell. And it's, of course, it's, um, it's uh, fiction. So, but it also, it's, what's interesting is that if you read some of these, and if any of you are familiar with the Weather Channel, you might, maybe, you might be able to tell there's some characters in there that are similar to some of the people at the Weather Channel, oh, which God. is cool too. So Supercell about a tornado, um, Eyewall, of course, about a hurricane. Look at this. It was a number one bestseller on Kindle. And uh, I know he's got another one. He, oops, I'm sorry. Whoa. Got <laughs> cold feet. Wow. <laughs> cold feet. Hey, Kim, is, is there a character in one of the books that's still trying to figure out screen sharing? Yes. No, I did hear rumors that there is a character that's... <laughs> That might be me. It drinks a lot of IPA beer. Oh, <laughs> Athletes know. Oh, okay. okay, so that was uh, that, that was BuzzBernard.com. Wow, where are you now? <laughs> I, I, oh, I me Google. It's like uh, <laughs> holy cow. <laughs> okay, well. Uh, He's gone. <laughs> uh, no, 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 I'm not falling oh into this. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> Oh, I, I love how, how funny that is. 
it, it just every time you look at like her talking, it looks like the skeletons are talking, and you're just you just oh, and you're just freaking out. Oh man, we're gonna uh, miss so her. So Kim, we'll, we will miss you. Wish you the best of luck. Um, thanks, thanks for the good times and the memories. Special guest in the future, right, Kim? Oh, 100%. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Halloween. Yeah, for Halloween. Yeah, that would be good. All right, Maz, let's uh, let's get to our steam guest this evening. All right. Oh yeah. Thanks for doing that right beforehand. All right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Svet Ross Lazaroff is the lead instructional designer at the Comet program. Now, an instructional designer for two decades, he's designed interactive e-learning, online courses, and in-person instructional events. Now, the MetEd or MetED website, Comet's signature offering, is a free collection of hundreds of training resources intended for the geoscience community. It delivers over 240,000 hours, that's right, 240,000 hours of online education each year in disciplines such as aviation weather, climate, convection weather or convective weather, emergency management, hydrology, numerical modeling, satellite meteorology, and winter weather, among many, many others. So, Svet, welcome to the show. I guess, first, what exactly is Comet, and why the heck do I even need to go to college anymore to get a degree? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me, Miles. It's, it's wonderful to be here with everyone. You have such a wonderful, friendly spirit together. I really am enjoying this already. Uh, yes, so the Comet program is started as a meteorological education program for professional development for forecasters within the National Weather Service. And then since then, we have grown and have provided all of those resources that were originally available to the National Weather Service meteorological community to the rest of the world. And so we have many clients at this point from the National Weather Service to National Weather Services in Canada and Australia and other places around the world. And so we work with them in order to create training courses for their particular issues and how to approach situations and so on. And then all of them really love to make that available to everyone in the world. As all of you know, weather does not stop at the border, it just rolls on. And so they, all of our sponsors are really happy to provide that information to everyone. And yeah, I hear you. It's, it's a really a good place for, for you to get a lot of that information and sometimes hands-on skills with some of the products that you may encounter in a forecast office if you and, ever and want to go and look there. You said it's free, yes, right? It is free. Absolutely. Yes. That's amazing. I got on. I made an account, logged in, took me five minutes. And I started searching through, what, 240,000 things that you can, and it's Jeez. nice, it's got a nice search, so you can type in like hodograph and learn something about a hodograph, or maybe you want to learn more about surge forecasting, and I'm like, I found it all. This is so cool. I can't believe I haven't gotten on here before. Um, but, I mean... I'm amazed that it's not free. Like, are you paying for this all with sponsors or? Right. So our, we are a nonprofit. And so our sponsors come to us and say, all right, we would like to develop a online module or a course um, for this specific topic. And then we work with them in order to create the materials and work with their experts in order to make sure that the science is accurate. And then our instructional designers come in and then they try to make it very interactive so that um, you don't have to be stuck reading a PowerPoint slide um, mm -hmm. for an hour yeah. or so. It's always good. It's always That's yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, it's always and good. So, and then after that, they the sponsors are really happy to open that to the rest of the world. They yeah. really would like to share that information with anyone who is interested. Hmm. You said you said we. I mean, is it like Svet and Bob, or like who's, <laughs> who's the we in this here? Right. So we have let's see, almost thirty staff at this point, and so some of our instructional designers. We have a, a small team of about three or four, and then we have twelve scientists who are working with the experts in whichever organization has come to us to prepare that particular training event for them. So it's always a multidisciplinary team that is bringing their strengths together in order to try and create a really wonderful instructional experience for people. 
Mm, yeah. And, and I guess the question I have too is, is who, like, I, I guess, would, would anyone from a, you know, a forecaster at the National Weather Service um, to someone who knows nothing about weather, right? Are, are, the, are the trainings kind of everywhere and do they cover both ends of the spectrum, right? Or, or kind of who are they mainly geared towards? I guess with the amount of trainings are probably geared towards a lot of people, right? Right. Yes, you're correct. We try to cover the entire spectrum. So if people are just getting started with learning about meteorology or are very interested in weather, they can go into the METED website and go to the education and training tab. And there they can just type in MET 101 and then they will see the courses that are available for them as introduction to the atmosphere, introduction to oceans, and a few other introductory topics. And then we go all the way to the other end where we have scientists and meteorologists and forecasters who have worked for 20 or more years in their profession. And then they can find either modules or courses that they can take from the Meta website and then continue their professional development. As you know, there's always something new in meteorology. There's always new research, new tools. And so it requires the folks working at forecast offices and pretty much everywhere else that's concerned with weather to be on their toes and continuously learn and figure things out as the new technology is arriving or new research strategy has just been figured out. Mm-hmm. So if I start in 101, how <laughs> old will I be <laughs> when I finish? Well, let's see. We have over a thousand individual lessons online at this point. And wow. so I don't expect that it will take you a thousand hours to finish them, but you can go to the website and from a pull down menu, we have a, the ability to filter whatever topic you're interested in. So if you're interested in convective weather, you could just select that and then you will see everything that is available there. Nice. And then you can quickly take a look at the level for that particular lesson. And so they go from level one, I think, through five. Oh. And so level one is usually introductory level information nice. and then level three to four and five there for professionals who've been working in the field for a while. I did notice when I logged in that you can take these courses and share them with an employer. So maybe you get a little, you know, I know for for where I work, if I take uh, any kind of learning, I can take credit for that. Mm -hmm. Um, Because we, I know with um, IBM owning the weather, uh, weather weather.com, uh, any kind of e-learning, we have to get like 40 hours a year. So right. I can actually save that. And I can't believe it's free. That's amazing. Yes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You're correct. So that is one of the ways that we enable people to show the professional development courses that they have taken. So they can log in and they can enter the URL of their supervisor, the URL, the email of their supervisor. And then every time they complete a lesson, the supervisor will get an email that lets them know that that person has successfully completed this. And so there are some organizations that require their staff to go through our lessons online on specific topics, Mm. especially when they're doing their seasonal training. And there are other places that that we've heard that consider it a big feather in the cap of an applicant if they can show certificates from completing med-ed courses. Yeah. That's yeah. So you should have won like for profit because if IBM gets involved in here, <laughs> oh, start charging something. Well, we we are doing our best to keep it free for everyone. Mm-hmm. That's so, great. Yeah. And is there any like certifications to like say you complete you know this seven series you know thing where where you you have all the you know all these different trainings and you get through? Is there any like sort of certification that says hey? Like I completed, you know, maybe there's like a, there might not be a storm chaser one, but maybe there's like a forecasting, you know, series or something right. like that. Is there any, there any sort of certifications that go along with that too? Yes. Yes. And in fact, there is a storm chaser course. Oh, no way. That, That's that we cool. have created. Oh, nice. For, That's awesome. For storm chasers, how to be safe when they're out chasing storms. Awesome. So we've created a bunch of scenarios in which they have to make decisions. All right. You have this type of storm heading your way here is what you see in front of you in terms of shelter. And you need to pick out which is the sturdiest one and then how quickly you need to get in, how far inside the building and so on. So, yeah, and we organize these into courses. So when you go to the 
course area, the education and training area, you can search for whatever topic you're interested in. And then the first tab will be individual lessons. And the second tab will be courses. And so you can tap on the courses tab and you will see everything that is available for that topic. And then when you enter a specific course, you will see four or five of those in there. And when you complete the assessment successfully, you get a certificate that says that person has successfully finished all of the um, storm chasing course, for example, or if you're yeah. interested in tropical weather, you can work through our storm surge forecasting. And then we have one on uh, forecasting tropical hazards like winds. And mm -hmm. um, so you can, whatever you're interested in, you can go in and do the work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's smart, like you said, right? Because, I mean, for employers to be able to see, hey, I've got this certification at this reputable place, you know, I think that's a huge, a huge plus for people to actually go out and do it um, ultimately. And I think it helps, you know, spread knowledge throughout the industry. So that's awesome. Yeah. Svet, with there being 240,000 on there, what topic is not on there? It's probably easier to ask that question. <laughs> what are you like, oh, we're hoping to put on, you know. Hashtag weather pools. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Tornadoes <laughs> with, real, with real sharks in them. I mean, you know, what's uh, yeah, let's, let's not go into sharknadoes. <laughs> scary territory there. Interesting. That's that'll be my you know, uh, second second segment question. I guess oh, we, we are really we're trying really hard to cover everything uh, because a lot of our clients would like their forecasters or professionals to continue learning essentially every topic that they have in front of them that they would like people to increase their skills with, we cover it. And so, yeah, I, I actually can't think of anything <laughs> related that's not on there. Yet it's you guys keep expensive. coming up with new stuff because I keep getting emails of uh, new things that you're adding all the time. But, but I, I'll tell you this, everything new that I keep seeing is way above my pay grade uh, <laughs> at this point. <laughs> But I will, I will ask you this, Svet, is, is this, any of this stuff, is it accredited that can be used, uh, count as credits towards any degree? Or Brady was talking a little bit about certif a certification of any sort. Um, does any school actually uh, consider this or um, use this? We don't have an agreement with any schools yet Okay. Um, for that specific purpose. Um, I think the AMS organization has an agreement with us so if people complete certain courses from the meted website they get certification for that completion through ams but yeah we have not um we don't have any programs meteorological programs that are currently working with us on offering certifications okay and mm -hmm. and, and i don't i'll tell you what i don't i don't want to scare anybody because and make it think like these are that these courses or these these online classes are things that take, as you talked about, it's it's not going to take someone uh, a semester, right, to get through in some of these these courses. Now, I've only been through I've been through a handful, but a lot of them are are entry level, low key, you know, where I'm I'm just uh, I'm buffing up on my forecasting skills and <laughs> stuff like that. So can you tell us, like, is there an average of how long it takes someone to get through one one of these courses on average? Be nice because uh, Phil's, like, nervous already asking that question. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, average, the average is about 45 to 55 minutes. Um, but we have people on both extremes. We have people that are coming in for something really specific, and they find it. They figure it out and then they leave. So those people tend to spend anywhere between five to seven minutes inside any given lesson. And then we have people who are probably on the job working forecasts or doing something else and they leave it in the background and they kind of come and go mm -hmm. back and forth as, as they have time. And so that pushes up about five hours. Um, and so we really don't think that it takes them truly five hours to go uh, through it. Oh, does it's, it count the time that they're logged into that? Yeah, it just oh. counts the, the time that they have begun and the time that they have finished, and then it calculates <laughs> what happened in between. But we really don't know what's happening in between. Because you've you had got, to learn a lot. You might not want to know school. what's happening. <laughs> yeah. 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 You've yeah. gone to school as a designer, correct? Yes. So you've yeah. had to learn a lot of meteorology over the years doing these. 
Absolutely, absolutely. I am a weather weenie. And so mm-hmm. I just love learning new things about meteorology. This is one of the best aspects of my job, really. It's like every month I get to learn something new. Do you have really? a favorite, like a favorite thing you've done so far that's that stands out? Yeah, um, we recently did a simulation slash game on how to communicate the impacts of an extratropical transition. And that was a really challenging but very important lesson to get right. Because as you all know, when a tropical cyclone begins that extratropical transition, there are so many points where people can get confused and say, oh, it's now an extratropical, it's no longer the full tropical storm. And so we've really worked hard with our clients and experts to figure out how to help people focus on the impacts and the fact that the impacts are going to remain similar. The storm, even though it's going through an extratropical transition, is not going to lose a lot of its punch. And so we created this simulation where we grabbed a track from um, Hurricane Michael and we plotted it over the U.S., And then we put in seven decision points all the way from when it was um, down in in the Caribbean all the way through it leaving the eastern seaboard. And we asked people to essentially play this game in which they have the chance to go back in time and then make better decisions and see how the news coverage for that event will change based on their decisions. And so it's ah. really engaging experience for them to go in and then try to change. All right, so maybe we should focus communication on this piece. Maybe we should focus it on the other. Oh, now we need to get the communication to be consistent from office to office. And so our learners are trying to make these choices in order to figure out what is the optimal best practice. And so we, we kind of give them that possibility to go back in time and change the outcome. That is so cool. That is I, I cool. love it. And I, and I know we're going to have more questions about, we have to take a break here in just a second. <clears throat> I just have one more question. I love the way you say meteorology. Can you say it one more time for us? Meteorology. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's, so that's cool. cool. Hey, that, that was your question you had to get in before break. <laughs> that's right. Wow. I heard him say that's it. And I'm like, meteorology. I'm like, that's so that's good. Well, I'll tell you what, everybody, you know, we're, we're talking about all these great weather resources, and it reminds me to, to make sure I bring up and talk about my Atmosphere weather app. Um, it's, it's amazing what I can see on this one screen. Atmosphere weather, what's unique about their difference is it shows the weather forecast around a 24-hour clock, and it's on one screen, so I can see the hourly temp, uh, I can see sky cover, uh, it shows me precipitation probability and intensity. Uh, right in the middle of the circle, it shows me live radar, so I can see what's what's coming, what it looks like. Um, and and I, I can see all that stuff without having to swipe or push anything, which, which is so cool, right? One screen, boom, I get everything I got hourly. If you haven't tested this daily weather app, I don't know what you're waiting for, but you've never seen anything like it. You can find atmosphere weather in your Apple or Google store, uh, or just visit atmosphereweather.com for the official weather app of the Stormfront Freaks podcast. So I need to get a refill. I don't know about you guys, so it's time for a quick refill break. The Tornado Trackers share another episode of Tracker Chat, and uh, we'll be right back with more from Svet. Welcome to Tracker Chat, the podcast inside of the podcast. We are the Tornado Trackers. I am Jeremy Heyman, uh, joined by my chasing partners, Gabe Cox and Jeff Mangum. Today, we're going to talk about uh, chasing etiquette. So to lead us off, uh, Gabe Cox, what kind of comes to your mind immediately when you think of chasing etiquette when you're out on the road? Yeah, so I think a big one um, that I've had to remind myself um, you know, we're all out there because we want to see this incredible phenomenon, uh, whether it's a, a tornado or 
um, you know, even massive hail, a hurricane, we're all out there for the same reason because there's just this drive to see this this really rare, intrinsically beautiful thing, but also really powerful thing. But I think the hard thing to remember when you're out there and you have a successful chase and you're face to face with this thing that you've always wanted to see is to not act overly exuberant, especially if it's uh, near structures or, you know, with a hurricane, it's obviously you're going to be around buildings that are being damaged with tornadoes. You know, if it's going through a town uh, with hail, you know, it could be killing someone's cattle, which is their or, or crop, which is their source of income. So, you know, keeping in mind the victims of the storm uh, that are around you. We all hope for these things to happen in wide open fields where they're away from people and livestock, but that is not always the case. You know, it's good chaser etiquette amongst the chasing community, but also for the people who are watching us. Yeah, sure. So I'm hearing you say uh, some, some pr- the practice of some mindfulness and sensitivity, remembering uh, to check your reaction when, when seeing something magnificent and beautiful, yes, but, but destructive as well. So yeah. thanks for that, Gabe. Jeff, what jumps out to you as kind of your, your go-to thought when thinking of chasing etiquette? Yeah, I think when you come across a significant storm or a tornado, um, there's there's relief, there's excitement, and it's it's easy to be so focused on the storm itself that there's not really a mindfulness or consideration to other chasers. And so I think one of the things that kind of takes place is is not necessarily respecting. Um, the views, and, and that's not an emotional thing, that's a camera view, but the camera views of other chasers. And so um, it's not parking right in front of another chaser. It's, um, it's being mindful if they're out with their tripod and they're trying to get a time lapse or a particular shot. Um, I, I do think there's, there's a lot of intense emotions when we're, when we're chasing, and sometimes um, communication between chasers in those moments aren't always the most calm. Uh, I think it's also probably wise to not overreact and um, to try to be as, I guess, understanding as possible that uh, the other chasers drove the same, if not longer distances than you. And so uh, it can feel like, hey, uh, I've driven six, seven hours. I deserve the shot. And um, but but being mindful that other chasers have, have given as much time and money and um, their days and their weeks to, to get the same shot. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's good stuff. I, that's kind of the same uh, thread I was thinking through as well of being being people focused first in my mind. And it's a strange kind of backwards way to think if we're we're going out trying to take images of large weather events. But uh, I think trying to be people first is always going to be the, the, the safe bet there. Uh, do you guys have any other thoughts on on chaser etiquette? Anything this conversation has uh, maybe stirred up? I think along that that same thread of thinking outside your own world, respecting private property, like don't, if a road is posted, no trespassing, don't go down it. Find another option. Be respectful of of the people who live in the area that you're chasing. Don't drive across their yard or park in their grass. And along that line, um, making sure to pull completely off the road. This is the number one thing that we run into as a team is... Uh, people not pulling completely off the road when they stop. Uh, and it just, it's, it creates a huge hazard. I mean, we've come around the corner sometimes and people are halfway in the, in the lane and it's just super dangerous. So that's something to be mindful of. Yeah. And, and I think along with that, it's, 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 this is all being said on our parts with a clear understanding that these are intense moments. And so um, it's a pretty frustrating feeling to be chasing a tornado or what might become a tornado soon, and you find yourself with very limited road options. I mean, there is an internal anger that starts to erupt, and so um, there are times when you're faced with the only option is if I pull up in this area that says no trespassing or um, I ba- bypass some um, uh, considerations from some homeowners or some land, that is really hard uh, to say no to in those moments because it's easy to look at the map and say, oh, it's only for about a mile. And so to lose a view is unnerving. Um, so I think it's kind of ahead of time just making that a real discipline and uh, 
And that way you're not caught in the moment. Awesome. Thanks, guys. This has been Tracker Chat, the podcast uh, side of the podcast. Uh, we have been the tornado trackers. And I just realized we've never thanked uh, the Stormfront Freaks guys. And I feel like a total jerk that we haven't. So thanks to those guys for just asking us to be on the show and uh, caring about our opinions. We're super honored and thankful. So yeah, uh, this has been Tracker Chat. Uh, We are the Tornado Trackers and uh, we will catch you next time. See ya. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, we've got uh, Svet here in the studio with us from Comet Met Ed and, and great website. I, I've always wanted to kind of ask if, especially over COVID, during the pandemic, did you guys see an uptick in your uh, usage and, and number of downloads or, or number of classes taken? Absolutely. It went through the roof. It did. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Usually, usually it has a very steady rhythm. With We see a lot of increase around um, exam time, so midterms, finals. We get a lot of students coming in trying to get ready for their exams, and then you have the seasonal training so you see the various spikes there and then pandemic happened and our usage went straight up and it has remained pretty steady since then. So it's fabulous. It's, really, it's been really encouraging. Yeah. <laughs> there was, Do you guys have specific courses that are like your top views? Like yeah. you, you said you could tell how long somebody's on something. Right. Uh, yeah. So you Get the stats. The Skywarn Spotter course that we mentioned earlier, that is one of them that gets regularly high usage. Another one is how to interpret the skew T diagram. I was wondering, like I I looked up photograph to see if you had photograph and I was going to (laughs) do skew T and check it all. Yep, yep, that's another one. And then another course that gets a lot of usage is a course for firefighters who will be working on, on wildland fires. And so they're required to take the, it's a course with 14 separate lessons inside. And so in order for them to um, be certified or proved to be on the fire line, they have to work through that course. And that mm-hmm. is the one that gets a lot of usage and it produces them to all the basics of the atmosphere. Because as, as you know, weather, especially fire weather, is a really really important element of fighting any fires mm. so yeah. when did you start this what what year was it um that specific course started about 2009 how about the whole met ed oh the whole met ed program Oof. yeah that's let's see we're 25 years old at this point so wow. late wow. 90s yes Wow. So, so just, it, you just pretty much got the uh, internet up and yeah, <laughs> exactly. oh. started it. Many, many of our first courses were on laser discs. I don't know if you oh remember those. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what we used to publish them on. And, and then the web came along and then we made that transition to um, internet. And it kind of, we've continued to work there since. Wow. So with 25 years under your belt, where, I mean, where, what's your dream for the future for all of this is there something you're like we don't have the tech yet for what i'm thinking or i mean where do you want to see it go oh boy how many hours do i have yeah. <laughs> 64 seconds all right 64 wow. seconds all right I, the kind of the trends that we would like to engage with is to bring in a lot of a lot more learning science into all of our e-learning offerings Um, There's a lot of good research that has happened over the past 20 years or so, and we've been implementing it slowly into most of our recent offerings. But there's a lot of new research that we can tap 
and make those experiences like that simulation that I mentioned. You're walking into the situation and you have to come up with a solution and you're challenged by it and you're working through. You can request help if you wanted to or if you don't want to, you can brute force your way through it. So these are the kinds of engaging experiences that we want to create. So that's one thing. The other aspect that we are looking forward to is augmented reality and virtual reality. Metaverse, right? I, it's kind of, <laughs> we want to bring it into the yeah. real world. We want to help people to see the meteorological processes as they're happening around them. Like, mm. Imagine the possibility of putting on some augmented reality goggles, looking up that's cool. and then seeing the direction of the wind, the strength of the wind, and how things are shifting as the front is passing. I mean, that's the kind of thing that we would mm. really love to do. Like well, a tornado's coming at you, and where do you go? Look around. Yeah, I tell you what, <laughs> you want to get more. Cool. Yeah, you want to get more kids interested in meteorology. I mean, that's that's the way to do oh, it. Oh, that's right? it. Because they're all, you know, that's yeah. that's what they want for their birthdays, right? Is all the Oculus, all that stuff. It's it's yeah. just it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things that we'd really love to bring those invisible processes to the forefront and then show people that it happens in three dimensions. It's not just a flat graph that you see on an image or an NWP output, it's really working in three dimensions in real time. There's yeah. got to be an infinite number of scenarios that you could come yeah. up with then. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, what's like the craziest one? Like, or what's like the most audacious? Like, are you trying to do, hey, well, we want to put people in like the middle of a tornado or... or a sharknado. Or yeah. Sharknado. Yeah, sharknado. <laughs> exactly. That could be a setting. That could be a level you could do, right? Do you want to it, add sharks? Check. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, one of the most audacious things that uh, we can do is to actually hook up people around the world into a virtual space where mm. they can practice forecasting the weather, they can exchange ideas with each other. They could walk into a weather event and look up and down and go, oh, so this is how the eyewater replacement cycle of a tropical cyclone works. Yeah. Yeah. So they could ah. really experience it. And then being able to actually do something with it. Like it's fine if you can see it, it's amazing. and. It really engages you originally. But if you're able to then play with variables and say, all right, so what if, what would happen if I change the pressure? Or what would happen if I change the direction? And then you see in front of you as that particular, whatever phenomenon is, how it changes and how the characteristics would change. Like what would it take to shut off a thunderstorm, for example? Yeah. So you can play with all the variables that go into creating a powerful thunderstorm. And so that the learners would really try to solve the puzzle of how mother nature puts these amazing weather events together yeah that, that's pretty cool i mean that's like tony stark level stuff so that's pretty cool that's pretty cool well hey everybody that is the sound it's time for our lightning round so it's that this is our game show of flashy and brilliant questions that we always get to play with our guests uh, tonight, we're bringing back a fun one. Uh, we, we do this one every once in a while, but uh, we're, we're going to play a little match game. So, so if you're familiar with, with match game, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read a sentence. Okay. And there's going to be a blank in the sentence. And everybody's going to think of your, your goal is to try and match as many of our freak co-hosts as possible so dina oh, and maz and Brady, they're, they're all gonna think <laughs> of a word uh to put into the blank and you're trying to think how can you match the same thing that they're thinking does that make sense yes it does okay right. you're familiar with the game then yes. i take it right yeah yeah all right all right it's hard because uh, we don't even know what we're thinking uh, yeah, I don't, it's true. I don't actually think things. It's, things just happen. So <laughs> this is always fun. Yeah, trying to figure out what these guys are thinking. All right. So here we go. We're going to start with the first question. Uh, uh, Freaks and Svet, here we go. So during the television news broadcast tonight, the co-anchors broke out in laughter when the meteorologist forgot her blank. All right, so during the television news broadcast tonight, the co-anchors broke out in laughter when the meteorologist forgot her blank. So the co-host, you guys write down the answer that you want to 
think of. Svet, I want you using your ESP to All right. figure out what they're thinking. All right, co-host, you good? Good. Brady, you good? All right. Sure. So, so here we go. So here it is again. So during the television news broadcast tonight, the co-anchors broke out in laughter when the meteorologist forgot her blank. So Svet, uh, what did she forget? I'd go with a microphone. She forgot her microphone. Forgot her mic. All right. So I'm going to go to the co-hosts. Uh, co-hosts, you guys uh, will have to hold up when I, when I ask you, uh, hold up what you wrote down. Dina, I'm going to start with you. What did the meteorologist forget? Yeah, that's he got it. And I also put when she went into the bathroom. Oh. Oh. Yes. That's always the good extra. one. Wow. Very good. So nice match. Nice match. All right, Brady, what did she forget? Yeah, so I did a uh, straw hat. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was probably not going to be a winner. Yeah. Straw hat. So close. <laughs> So close. Maz, <laughs> help Brady, us out here. Are we wanting Svet to win? Is <laughs> wait, how do we get points? Do I? Wait, so I need him to match me to get points? Yes, yeah. microphone. Very good. Oh, okay, I'm going right, to change my Svet, strategies. You got, you got two matches. Good job. Thank good you. job. All right, here's the last one. This is the last one? Yeah, we're just doing two. Oh, okay. What the? Like, uh, so, yeah, we're just doing two. All right, so here we go. Ricky was so happy he was able to drive out of the tornado alive that he blanked his fellow storm chaser when they got out of the car. Hmm. That's a suspect blank right there. My goodness. Yeah. So, so Ricky was so happy he was able to drive out of the tornado alive that he blanked his fellow storm chaser when they got out of the car. All right, so freaks, write down, uh, write down your answer. Brady, you can you can draw it. That's fine. Oh, you can draw a picture if that's. Ah. Brady's kind of playing Pictionary <laughs> along with his match game. Oh God, this is a bad picture. All right, freaks, you ready? Ready. Brady, you good? Yeah. Just All yeah. Right. Just do Brady right. last. It's like ordering so here, at a restaurant. Just let him go last. Just, <laughs> just. I gotta give a fair warning for my drawing. All right. Oh so God. Ricky was so happy he's able to drive out of the tornado alive that he blanked his fellow storm chaser when they got out of the car. Svet, what did he do to his fellow storm chaser? I'm gonna go with hug. Hug. Be so happy to get out of a tornado. He hugged mm-hmm. his fellow storm chaser. All right. So Maz, I'm going to start with you. What did What did he do to his fellow storm chaser? You know, I was going to say hugged. I said kissed, but I should have. Wow. (laughs) I was going to ask you, is that the opposite sex storm chaser? Bulgarians are big huggers. I totally forgot. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, Dina, you drive out a tornado. It it probably doesn't matter. Like, if you get out of a tornado (laughs) alive, it doesn't matter the gender. You're just bringing it on, right? So, Dina, uh, Dina, what, what was your answer? Hugged. Hugged. Wow. Yep. Very good. That is we're match. on the same page. Yes. Very yes, good. All right, Brady, I don't know if you had a chance to do your drawing or if I we'll did. be able to see what it is. but I did. It's a chest bump. So it's, ah. I, I feel like that's a storm chaser <laughs> thing to do, right? Like, you know, check me a chest bump. That's good. That's yeah. good. Okay. Nice. No, I did not well, take hey, it. Not, not bad. So it's that great job. You, uh, you and Dina yeah. were definitely on the same wavelength. Yes. That's good. So good job. So uh, do Thank us you. a favor. So first off, let uh, remind people where they can go to find the uh, MetEd training and then let people know how they can follow you on uh, social media. All right. So the quickest way to get to MetEd is to just type in www.meted.ucar.edu and then that will take you to the website. And I actually am not on social media. Since I work in the e-learning space, I know what happens on the back end of the social media world. And I'm not interested in participating, but anyone can find me on the Meted website. We have our email there. So if anyone wants to reach out to me, it's tlazaroff at ucar.edu. 
Very good. They're just you're not they're missing not much. Any, you're not, not getting any much. dog pictures or, yeah. or whatever. Oh, because we like to get a whole lot of value on social media. I'm sucking vortex. I'll tell you what. We we were talking a little bit about this vet, but our team we are gearing up for our uh, Stormfront Freaks Storm Chase in a few weeks, and at helicity.co/sff, uh, they've got a huge selection of creative weather and storm chasing themed t-shirts, gear and merchandise, including Stormfront Freak shirts and beverage containers. So what you do is you go to the exclusive site, helicity.co slash SFF. And when you go to that site, everything you put in your uh, cart, you're gonna earn 5% off. So 5% off your entire order, whether it's Stormfront Freak stuff, and other stuff, right? So uh, while you're there, don't forget, click on the Brands tab, and that's where you're going to find all your Stormfront Freaks favorites. Uh, that's at helicity.co slash SFF. So hey, it's time for our final break, uh, but we've got absolutely a lot more to come, including weather, hashtag weatherfools and our new potty mouth forecast. Uh, so stay tuned. Hey, what's up, y'all? My name is Brady Harris, and I'm a co-host on the Stormfront Freaks podcast, the most entertaining weather podcast on your listening device. Here's a message to get you weather ready. So the spring season is here, and we want you to prepare for spring weather threats, which include thunderstorms. So a popular phrase we all say is, when thunder roars, go indoors. Now, lightning strikes the United States about 25 million times a year, and although most lightning occurs in the summer, people can get struck during any month. So on average per year in the United States, lightning kills an average of 47 people, and there are more that are severely injured. So for more information on this, please visit NOAA Weather Ready Nation website at weather.gov slash WRN. This is Josh Morgerman, better known as Hurricane Man, and you're listening to Storm Front Freaks Podcast. Let's take a drive under the moon. Let's take a drive under the somber sky. Let's take a drive under the moon. Who is that? That's the who. Who am I? I'm Brady Harris. What is this? This is Weather Fools. Welcome back, guys. It's time for everyone's favorite part of the podcast, where us as the weather freaks, we're going on the internet, we're going to the dark web, as Phil likes to say, we're going out on Twitter, we're going on YouTube. We are trying to find people that did something not so smart, and it deals with the weather. Phil, I understand. Wait, no, Phil does not have a weather fool. Yeah. Maz. Or no, yeah, Phil, do. you do have a weather fool. Sorry Phil about that. Like Phil, who is your weather fool? You, you gotta slow down. You're going too You're fast. Right. I'm going I'm You're going everywhere. Let's go. You're forgetting stuff. All right. So so this was uh credit to our again, Major League Baseball, one of the worst leagues when it comes to weather safety. Uh, this is a video uh, from Twitter. In Camden Yards, so this is in Baltimore against New York. Uh, they're still out on the field when there's hail coming down. Oh my and so, so they waited to, to call the game until it literally started hailing. Then they're like, okay, maybe we should get people off the field now, right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, we know. Svet, you know, right? Yeah, and then they send the grounds. Like, the grounds guys are the ones that are always... Look at that. Yeah, those, those oh, that's just It's just pea-sized. Wow. Yeah, if there's hail, there's yeah. gonna be light. I mean, if there's hail, there's gonna be lightning, guys. Like, come on, that's no, that's you know, that's not just a run-of-the-mill thunderstorm. Like nobody come had on. radar on their phone. They're picking oh up static. God, picking up static so, on that. So roll. Major League Baseball still has a has a major problem. with uh, yeah, with weather and and what? safety. Yeah, like who are they using? I mean, I, I like they, their guy has got to just be—I don't know—it's know. got to be some Yahoo. Well, you have but. to remember, see what what happens with with Major League Baseball, and this this happens with a lot of sports. It's just that the officials or the umpires in a oh. lot of other sports they know what the rules are. Like they know, hey, when lightning's within a certain distance, the game's going to be called. Um, but in Major League Baseball. The umpires are still the final say in whether oh, or not to geez. call the game. So a lot of them will have meteorologists. Some, I shouldn't yeah. say a lot. Some of the teams have meteorologists 
uh, that work for the team and some just, you know, work with one of the local news people. But all they can do is recommend, and it's still the umpire yeah. to say, yeah, we're, we're going to keep playing or we're going to yeah, finish okay. the inning. Or... He was drunk, and he didn't care. He was staying yeah. out there. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, well, that was pretty great, Phil. Maz, let's go over to you. Who? Or sorry. Oh, my gosh. I'm, like, losing it tonight. Dina, Maz never who is your weather fool? I'm losing it. All Dina, right. who's your weather This fool? one's great, and it trended. So you might have seen this. So this was a tweet that said, the moon – is in the North Pole, where the day lasts 24 hours and the moon appears in only 30 seconds completely and blocks the sun for five seconds and then disappears. It's a breathtaking view. Now, this got retweeted um, 69,000 times. And look at this. Oh, my God. And you can even see. Sved can know. Look at the the blur at the oh, bottom yeah. of the ground. And I mean, this tsunami. looks like Star Wars on Tatooine. <laughs> yes. And then all of a sudden, it just disappears like it was never yeah. there. It's Blocks ridiculous. Out the sun. Oh, and then they even God. they even talked today. This I said this was trending. So a computer generated animation of a large moon has been <laughs> miscaptioned, and fact checkers reported it. So it was over Fake and news. over again. Like really, wow. really. Wow. That's that's what you're doing. Yeah. So anyway, it was just it was crazy. Yeah, I, so many now. people retweeted. Like, did you not Pe- watch it? People just believe what they want, man. I bet you half people are like, you know what? I just want the moon yeah. to be that big. Brady, you know, pretty. Like, <laughs> if it's on the internet, it's true. Exactly. You no. know what? If it's on the internet, it must be true. <laughs> I, you know, I did read somewhere in in uh, on that that I think that was originally posted like a year ago. And oh, so really? this guy, this guy was just reposting it and, and it did the same thing like a year ago, like it trended and all kinds, wow. you know, and there were comments of people going, why is it the fake crap that gets viral? You know, it's, yeah. it's yeah. the fake and the not real. And, and then that's the stuff that's just widespread and everybody has seen it and heard it. And then everybody <laughs> believes wasn't it, it, right? Wasn't it Churchill who said a lie gets halfway around the planet before the truth? ever gets its pants on yeah and they had only just Whoa, invented social mass. media back then too you know so yes. yeah Winston Churchill. Wow. listen to mass <laughs> wow look the at the quotes. historian wow yeah. well that that was pretty great also dina as well and i think i'm the only one with the weatherful left uh so my weatherful yeah. this week is actually yeah. from the weather channel i don't know if some of you guys saw this they tweeted out experts believe it's about time uranus was properly explored <laughs> And that was from the Weather Channel official no, we account. Laughed. I, we I, laughed. I, oh yeah, I was dying. I was like, I had to look twice. I'm like, is that from the Weather Channel? Like, and I was like, and I was like afraid to click on the link. So I'm like, where is this gonna take me? You know? And I was like, oh man. So oh man, it, the first comment was, wait, they want to probe the inner moons of Uranus? How would that even work? I mean, it's just just setting themselves up. So it was. It was I thought who, that was. Do you know who who? Did you give these people crap? Who put that up? There? Wow. No, I just laughed. Oh, it was pretty great. <laughs> I just laughed. It was pretty good. Like, uh, whatever. <laughs> so I, I thought that was pretty funny. I got, a, yeah. I got a pretty good laugh out of that. But uh, but cool. Yeah, so that those were our weather fools for this week. If you want to check those out and more, uh, head to our website, stormfrontfreaks.com. Look for show 156 under the show notes. <laughs> Right. I kind of like this song, but I have to introduce Potty Mouth Forecasts. Now, this is the part of the show where we kind of scope out the dark web and and find people who've been been kind of naughty, got caught with their microphone on. Maybe they were maybe in a bad mood, were acting out, and we kind of caught some of their audio um, and recorded it. And it was... Um, kind of saved so that we can kind of make fun of it because they were swearing and doing things they shouldn't be doing yeah so you've got that recording right? so yeah so we've so the the uh the bad words have automatically been edited already out of this but we found this clip uh this was from uh, a fox station uh local regional station um i think in arizona and uh, the meteorologist ends up getting punked on air because as an April Fool's joke. 
So it's so it's April first, oh, no. and he unexpectedly uh, kind of gets punked with some crazy graphics, you know. So as he's going through the graphics, he starts seeing, you know, temperatures in the thousands, and he starts, see, you know, just crazy stuff, and and he kind of goes off a little bit. So oh, uh, take a listen. At Window Rock, Flagstaff at 47, uh, mid 40s in Page, and 70s all along the Colorado River now. Okay. <laughs> okay. Who's been at work? I think it's Fluellen. <laughs> I think Fluellen is involved. Oh, an Easter scorcher. Oh, man. Wow. Is uh-huh. this April 1st? Is there something that somebody got in and messed with your computer, Corey? I have no idea who <laughs> is responsible for this Easter disaster. <laughs> oh, you know who? I think one of our top executives, Neil Wolf, <laughs> could be responsible for this. Uh, that minus 10,000 day on Tuesday I don't know, but that's tube top weather. Tube top? Yeah. Celeste, you will look for any tube reason to put on that <laughs> tube top, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, it when it's, that, see that one degree or zero degrees? I'll be wearing it when it says zero yeah. degrees. Oh. Uh, I think Fluellen, she's got some weather experience. She's got traffic experience as well, Troy. Are you aware of this? Well, I, the They're sending was, her to I was traffic. just talking to her over here, and she's paying so close attention to the weather. I'm thinking, what's happening? Is she, like, really into the weather this weekend? This is... She was waiting for it, Corey. I realize what? I... <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. There's a tornado on Saturday. I don't know. Uh, on Friday? During the show. I'm not that attentive to the weather center at all times. I don't know who was getting into this mess. Yeah. But I'm not responsible for any of these numbers. I think Celeste, didn't you build all that, Celeste? Or, I mean, potentially it could be somebody know. like you. Anyway, he, he, he didn't seem overly happy about the uh, April Fool's joke. No, it's, uh, he, he was pretty wow. bad. That, I mean, that was a that lot was of, like, funny. you could extrapolate that. That was probably a lot of, uh, you know, maybe F-bombs. I think bombs, he was making like, fun of her know. tube top, too. But <laughs> if you want to hear that again, her, her you can just check out top. stormfrontfreaks.com, oh. episode 156, show Well, we, No, we're not. We can't post that. that uh, oh, no, it's that beeped. It's beeped. It's, we'll it's post on that the on the dark web. We'll post it's it on, on the, the podcast. It's on, you just listen, oh, it's on the podcast. Right. You just listen to it. You don't have to, don't have to go to the website it's to find beeped. it. It's, it's, I'm going to darkweb.com, and I'll post it. Don't worry. All right. Anyway, I think that just about <laughs> does it uh, for this episode of Stormfront Freaks podcast. So thanks for listening or watching. Uh, but before I announce our next guest, if you like the show, don't forget to follow the Stormfront Freaks podcast so you get notified and you receive the latest episodes of our show delivered right to your podcast player the moment they get released. You can find all the podcast player options at stormfrontfreaks.com. And please do us a favor. Tell, tell or share with a friend that loves storms. Let them know all about us. Uh, that's, that's how we get the best publicity. Also, visit stormfrontfreaks.com to find out our Patreon link, and you can check out all the ways we can do more with you, and we can uh, also have an opportunity for you to be able to help the show, whether it's live access to view and chat during these raw video recordings, uh, exclusive Stormfront Freaks merchandise. You can even join us and our guests in the green room. So just visit patreon.com stormfrontfreaks and you can join the team. And also, big thanks again to all of our Patreon team that supports the show. Uh, and, and again, reminder, you can subscribe to our YouTube page. And this is where you can watch all the previous versions of our recordings of Stormfront Freaks Raw, which is completely unedited, uncensored, uh, crazy. You can hear all the great conversations during breaks. You get the great questions from our VIPs for our guests. And, and who knows what else is going to get beeped or edited out of the audio podcast. You get all that stuff raw on the video, so you can subscribe to it on youtube.com slash stormfrontfreaks. Uh, special thanks to our guest tonight, Svet Ross. Lazaro, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, it, it was a time. pleasure. Thank you. It was wonderful having you. Placebo. A lot, a lot of great news, placebo. a lot of great stuff. That's not placebo, it was placebo. It's like a fake pill. Placebo. A fake okay. Russian uh. placebo. All right, and uh, <laughs> let's go around and find out how freaks, freaks, how can people follow you? Dean, I'll start with you. Uh, you can follow me more on Twitter at LadyPilot70. Nice. All right, Brady. 
You can follow me on uh, TikTok at Columbus Weather with Brady, and then you can also follow me on Instagram, same tag. All right. Maz, how about you? I'm taking Svetz's uh, advice. You can't find me anymore. Yeah, you should just, <laughs> that's, that's yeah. just ditch it. Right, but just, just ditch that Twitter. Just in case, it's on uh, Money Storm for the number four U. Letter U. At Money Storm for you. Sorry. Very good. You can find me on Twitter at Phil Storm Pod. And of course, right here at Stormfront Freak, without the S, because there weren't weren't enough letters. So hey, our next episode, we're back in two weeks. We're recording May twelfth with Storm Chaser and Law Enforcement Officer Eric Fox to talk about uh, Storm Chaser safety, like we were discussing nice. earlier. Uh, Patreon members, you can join our raw recording live, and the edited audio podcast will be available to everyone else the following Sunday. So. For Svet and Dina and Brady and Maz, I'm going to sit and we'll be all clear. We'll catch you guys next time. So good night. Good night. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Find our bi-weekly show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast app. And watch our live and recorded shows on YouTube. For show notes, additional information about this episode, as well as past and upcoming shows, videos, photos, merchandise, and more, visit our website at stormfrontfreaks.com. While you are there, check out our live interactive storm chaser radar provided by our friends at zoomradar.com. If you would like to contact us with questions or make comments about the show, shoot us an email to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Search Stormfront Freaks. We'd love to hear from you. Join us next time and tell a friend about the Stormfront Freaks podcast.